Hello and thank you for listening. I am so excited to say that I now have a Patreon that you can go to. I'll make sure I include the information in the show notes. But I have multiple tiers you can choose from. $1, $3, and $5 tiers. The $1 Spooky Soul tier gives you access to an online Discord community that is filled with fellow spooky souls. If you want to talk about creepy, cozy things, you might be interested in that. The $2 Cryptid Creature tier lets you have that online community, as well as giving you early access to episodes, bonus content, and secret bonus content. And the $5 Kachu Cuddler tier, named after my fluffy, squish-faced kitty, lets you have that online community, early access to episodes, and the bonus material, but it also lets you suggest future episodes and I'll shout out your name during each episode. Thank you so much for your listenership and support, and I can't wait to talk to you more soon. Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Hello, spooky soul, and welcome. So glad you're haunting here. I have a little kind of shorter episode for you today for two fun reasons. One is because I'm attempting over on my Creepy Corn Folklore YouTube channel to do a video a day for all 31 days. We shall see how this goes. I already have been (laughs) struggling to post daily, so let's see what happens. So that's one creative endeavor. And the other creative endeavor that I want to show you is that I released merch this month. So if you're interested in spooky designs, I got to work with the artists that made the creepy core and folklore cover design illustration. And he created several more original artworks that are available on like apparel and mugs and maybe a sticker or two. And I can't wait for you to check it out if you're interested in that kind of thing. But now let's get into this short episode. And this is going to be all about Sax the Ghost. You will not believe what I'm about to tell you. This is a wild story about a very interesting man. Because like everyone loves a good saxophone, right? Like we all like saxophone. It's got a great sound. It's a weirdly a woodwind instrument and it's made out of brass. I don't know. It's very, it, it, it just like has this unique sound and the emotional range is incredible. You can be bluesy. You can be jazzy. You can be orchestral or symphony orchestral. You can be hip hoppy. Like the saxophone works in all of those different places because it has such a broad dynamic. But what might be, to me, even more interesting than the saxophone itself is its creator. And that is someone who is so intermixed with misfortune and deadly encounters. It's a wonder he survived at all to create such a magnificent instrument. So this is the story of Adolf Sax 
also called, quote, Sax the ghost, end quote, by his poor mother and their neighbors. So Sax was one of 11 children, and his father was an esteemed carpenter who was even asked by the king at the time to create clarinets for the Royal Band of Belgium. So he had a ton of exposure to woodworking, learned from his dad. He was so talented. He definitely thought outside the box because even at 14, he'd already created a clarinet and a flute out of ivory. Obviously, don't use ivory. That's bad. But, you know, this is back in early 1800s Belgium. What's impressive about him using ivory to make a clarinet and a flute is that it was deemed impossible to make instruments make those instruments from ivory. So he was able to do that. He was very, very polarizing. And many people kind of had that like you love him or hate him attitude towards him. He even won an instrument creation contest, but was told he was quote too young to receive the first prize that was rightfully his. So even though he was offered like this alternative prize for being like a minor, he publicly was like rejected it. (laughs) which I honestly have to say I do appreciate him because it's like okay like that would have been so cool because they they underestimated him they let him participate you know they let him participate as a joke like that's I, I don't I shouldn't say you know I would highly suspect that because why would they turn around and make that a rule if a child could not win then like don't let him participate to begin with so I'm on his side with most of the things that were going on uh, from what I can tell and perceive from his life. But that kind of gives a little example as to how like outspoken and kind of like edgy he was. Uh, he he wouldn't take no shit is, is what it is. But he went on to eventually morph some of what he learned about instrument making, um, like from the clarinet into a twisted version of it so that they'd sound, quote, more like strings, end quote. And that's when he discovered the saxophone, along with a bunch of other inventions, but the saxophone has lasted so long. But before he reached adulthood, many didn't think he would live even to the double digits because he had brushes with death so many times. Oh my gosh. Before I get into all of his mishaps, I just found something. I can't believe I haven't seen this before. I I think I can change up my voice. Hold on. This one's called Fuzz Vocal, and this makes me feel like I'm a radio show host on like AM radio or something. And I guess this is me as a robot. Now I can sound like an electric guitar. Man, I'm really trying to find like a bluesy saxophone to make my voice for like two seconds sound like a saxophone. Just so you know, this is totally ADHD at its peak, but it is currently like 1am while I'm recording this and I'm just going to follow this for just a minute. Man, I can't find a saxophone, but I did find this bluesy thing that could maybe do the trick. So let's get into Adolf Sax's many misfortunes. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I'm finished with these weird transitions, I promise. Adolf Sachs was just this little boy in early 19th century Belgium, and somehow he went through so much shit. So he was struck in the head with a brick. I don't understand the circumstances. I don't think it's really understood. I don't know if 
He has like 10 other siblings. Were they throwing it around? Was he trying to help? Did something fall on him? I don't know. He also fell down a flight of stairs, which like, that's a big deal. You, you cannot fall down an entire flight of stairs, but he was totally fine. At the age of three, he drank a bowl full of acidic water because it was kind of had that like whitish tinge to it and he mistook it for milk. So he just drank this bowl of acidic water. Okay, totally fine after that. He somehow accidentally swallowed a pin and like this needle was like stuck in his throat and he kind of flopped around and was like not breathing correctly for quite some time. And they sent for the doctor and the doctor came in and he somehow was able to fish the needle out of his throat. Like, I have no idea how he did that. That's very lucky or unlucky or lucky and unlucky at the same time. I don't know. As a child, he once fell from the height of three stories and hit his head on a stone. And everyone who watched it happen thought he was dead. Every, every single person who saw that happen, they're like, oh, wow, we just watched Adolf Sachs die, just like this little kid. He was completely fine. I'm sure he had a concussion. And as someone who is, you know, has recovered from a concussion, that's not fun. But like made full recovery, totally fine. Totally fine. He received serious burns from a gunpowder explosion. I don't know why a small child was around gunpowder and I don't know why the gunpowder powder exploded. I guess, I mean, that's what it's made to do, but still totally fine. He's okay. I mean, he had serious burns, but he lived. And once he fell onto a hot cast iron frying pan, a frying pan, like, I don't, what, I don't know what he was doing. How did he, I don't know how these things keep happening. And he burnt his side And not just once, but several times, he avoided accidental poisoning and asphyxiation because he fell asleep and took a nap in a room where, like, varnished furniture was drying. And, like, people found him taking a nap in there and he was, like, difficult to wake and they totally thought he was dead. Multiple times, multiple times. You'd think, like, at a certain point that he would learn not to do that, especially with a parent who is like a carpenter and has really incredible woodworking abilities, like they're going to varnish stuff. And I feel like varnish has a very distinct smell unless it was different in 19th century. But like, what the hell is going on? He's just like looking for it, I feel. <laughs> and then another time, young Sax was struck in the head. Okay, so this one's really weird. He was struck in the head by a cobblestone. Because a piece of like a cobblestone wall like fell on his head. And because it struck him in such a way, he like sort of half fainted because he was in shock into a river, like a rapid river and almost drowned. Like, but, you know, here he is. And his poor mother, his poor, poor mother said, quote, he's a child condemned to misfortune he won't live, end quote. And I'm not laughing. He ended up okay. He's fine. Well, I mean, he's dead now because we're talking about the 19th century, but he's fine. And this poor mom, like, basically had to, like, survive her son using, like, more than nine lives. (laughs) This poor woman. I would be a wreck. 
And this happened. This, he was so known for this that his neighbors and like the townsfolk called him, quote, little sax, the ghost, end quote. <laughs> so terrible. I wonder if he'd be a spooky soul. I think he would. He was a very odd, like interesting person ex- an eccentric, if you will. So I'm pretty sure he would be a spooky soul. So he did end up growing up. He did make it to adulthood. He constantly worked with new instrument designs and he was very passionate about timber, which I think is interesting because um, Haley Turner, uh, the author and good friend that I interviewed about Nessie, um, if you want to listen to that, if you didn't get a chance to, there was a total kachoo meltdown moment. It was absolutely unhinged and chaotic, but also a really great time. Um, but Haley's really good. Like her brain picks up on tons of patterns and music and stuff. Hi, Haley. <laughs> um, and she loves timber. And I still, honest to God, do not quite understand what timber is. I think it's like the way an instrument sounds. So like, or your voice sounds. So like the way you can tell the difference between a voice versus brass versus woodwinds versus strings like we all know what those sound like or most of us know what those sound like and the difference is because we recognize the difference in timber but I could be completely wrong and I could be have just explained to you the wrong thing so don't trust me on that do not trust me on that trust Haley on that do not trust me on this but he was fixated on timber and he wanted an instrument that he created to be, quote, good enough to be considered orchestral, end quote, or like in the military bands as well, just kind of like his dad. But what I think is interesting is that he was driven to bankruptcy, not once, not twice, but three times, because there was not a lot of interest or incorporation of his instrument until about 100 years after his death. And Another thing that would happen is that people would try and copy his unique designs. And even though they were not never as good as what Saks made, uh, he would sue them for patent infringement, but that did cost money. So that was difficult to, that was like an added fee to like pursue. But some of his unique creations, and he made more than these, but these are some of the more well-known ones other than the saxophone, was the sax tromba, the sax horn, the sax tuba, the bass sax horn, and the clarinet bourbon. And I included the Wikipedia article, which I usually don't use Wikipedia. Um, Not because I'm trying to knock Wikipedia. I think Wikipedia is a great source. It's just that they're kind of inconsistent. And sometimes there are these like the flow of knowledge kind of is like alive instead of set. And uh, I think that gives like bonuses and minuses when looking at things like that. But they have pictures of each of these creations he invented. His last little bit of misfortune happened when he was an adult, where he suffered from lip cancer, which I, I don't, I didn't, I don't know. I feel like that's not like a common thing, but maybe, I don't know, maybe it is. Um, But it was considered at the time a death sentence, but he made a complete and full recovery. He never married but did have five children with his companion or partner, Louise Adele Mayor. And I think that's really cool. I like the non-traditional lifestyle that he set up in 19th century Belgium. And one of his sons, Adolf Edouard, continued crafting the saxophones in his father's workshop. And in 1928, that workshop was taken over by the Paris firm of Selmer. He did end up passing away from pneumonia 
and he was pretty penniless at the time, but he died at the age of 79. (laughs) I just think it's amazing. So that's the story of the man who created the saxophone. He definitely lived a full and somewhat chaotic life. Um, but I love that he was able to invent and have a partner and really good friends that had his back. Um, I am including, of course, all the articles I used for this, but there's, there was this moment, um, that wasn't like super relevant, but you can read through it if you'd like, where like the tabloids were trying to like say that he's an eccentric and that like he's terrible and like he's stuck up or something like, I don't know. It, it, It was, it was stupid. And his friend is like, what is this a witch trial? Like he definitely, (laughs) he definitely had friends that were like very supportive of him. And so even though he was very polarizing and eccentric and kind of was in the fringe portion of society, he was still greatly respected with the really good friends that he did have and his beautiful companion that he had children with. So I think I just, I think he lived like he really great partner, really great friends. He could follow his like musical whimsies despite the rough and difficult parts of his life. And I just think he's such an interesting person. But thanks for listening as I went down another rabbit hole and I will talk to you next week. Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you liked this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible. And the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland. And I'll see you next time.